This is Desire Lines, finding emergent stories, slow scenes, and lines of connection. Or in this case, mycelium. It's spring in southern Wisconsin. I'm in the woods with local wildcrafter and educator, day host Jablonski. Mushroom hunting for me is, is pattern recognition. It's looking at the, the landscapes and the shapes around where these mushrooms happen and trying to put myself in those places at the right times. We came out here to look for morels. Morel hunting with day is like having a naturalist poet lead you through the woods, pointing out and stopping to admire the unfurling fiddlehead ferns, deer bones, and purple spring flowers. And morels particularly are a very sneaky mushroom. They're really well camouflaged. And I think that one of the reasons why we only hunt them in April and May and sometimes June is honestly just because after that, everything's too tall. They could totally still be there. It's just you're not gonna see them once things are tall enough around them. But there's something really great about just figuring out like how to tune our eyeballs to scan for these things. That certainly is the most exciting part for me. And the part that stops me from like having to scrabble through every little bit of, you know, every, every square foot of land to see what's underneath the leaves. How do you look for morels? What does your eye look for? So in some place like this, I look at the, like around the, the foot of trees, um, especially looking to see if I can notice any elms or if there's errant apple trees in here. Um, and I also look like just underneath logs, like in the shadow line of logs. And what I'm looking for, because the, the, like the dappling of the the leaf colors and the leaf shape is so similar to the way that morels do their their pits and ridges, right? So what I'm kind of looking for is that cap shape, like that outline almost. And that's one reason why I really, I, I like going morel hunting in a little bit later in the afternoon where you have slightly more angular sun and it just sort of makes things a little more three-dimensional. I talk a lot about how I think morels like to surprise us. And I have heard other people say that, you know, that morels like jumping out at you. You know, like they're, if they know you're coming, and some people would even say that they can feel you coming, right? With your, with your footsteps through the mycelium. Then they decide whether or not they're gonna jump out at you. Do you think morels want to be found? Yeah, but I think they're picky. I think that they're, <laughs> I really do. I think they're kind of drama queens. <laughs> I think they want to be found, but only when the lighting's right. They're like the cats of the mushroom world. They are like the cats of the mushroom world, yes. When the stage is set or when you've given up hope. <laughs> 
or when you've hiked like all the way in and you're done and you're leaving. <laughs> and then as you leave, the ground you've already looked at. Day also taught me this technique of looking. When you're standing, staring out into the woods, rock side to side a little bit. It helps your eyes stay in three dimensions. Look what we found. That's called a false morel. And I saw this the first time and someone was like, yeah, that's a false morel. That confuses people all the time. And I looked at it and I thought, how can, like that doesn't look anything like a morel. And he was like, well, yeah, but it's, it's little and it's, you know, it's got lines and it's all kind of crumpled up and there's, you know, there's shadows. And I was like, but like, let's, let's say those words a little bit more clearly, right? Morels have pits and ridges. They have, they have linear lines. This is crumpled. Morels are brown, sure, but they're more of the like blonde and gold or they're sort of tan gray down to black. This is this rusty orange and warm tan. Like we don't have to psych ourselves out doubting, doubting what we know about a thing, right? I have actually met people who eat these, who say that they don't hurt their stomach. Um, but then I've also met a lot of people and, and read a lot of things that say, you know, no, it'll really hurt your belly, don't, don't eat it. As Day says, morels are really good at looking like everything that's around them. Right, so that distinction of like, what is good camouflage versus um, lookalikes? When I've talked to beginning mushroom hunters, it seems like the lookalikes are the things that worry people most. You know, not, um, will I find the mushrooms that are good to eat, but what happens if I find mushrooms that aren't good to eat, and if I accidentally eat them. Walnuts also are distracting, right? Because they've got like the linear ridges. One of the wild things about morel hunting that I've, I've often noticed is that if, um, like if I stop ever for something to look at, you know, peer at something else, then I always make sure that I just like quick look around exactly where I've stopped because of how many times I've found like one right there, you know, <laughs> right next to my toes. When I stop for some other, some other reason. We didn't end up finding any true morels that day. It was just too early in the year or they just didn't make themselves known to us. For WORT News, this is Carrie Ann Welsh.